Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to tell you the one WWE wrestler that John Moxley most wants to see in AEW. 30-plus WWE signings are expected as the new Performance Center class starts. WWE have renamed a Raw Stars finisher. And is Lionheart Chris Jericho returning? I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. All right, let's kick things off by talking this John Moxley story. He's always a really interesting interview subject, uh, John Moxley. Gives you some wild answers. Uh, and he's conducted another interview here with uh, Inside the Ropes' Gary Kasky. Shout out to Gary. Very lovely man. Uh, but one of the questions was, you, you know, you shared a lot of locker rooms all over the world. Who would you like to share one with in AEW? Who would you like to bring into AEW? And Moxley named a number of different people. Uh, He named Harry Smith or Davey Boy Smith Jr., who he faced, of course, at uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport last week. He named, uh, wildly, Japanese deathmatch freelancer Masashi Takeda, which, I mean, I love the guy, but the idea of him being on American pro wrestling television (laughs) is nuts. Uh, And then he mentioned... Christian. Christian was the one kind of WWE-affiliated name to come up, although Davey Boy Smith Jr. has been linked with a WWE return. But Christian, of course, returned in the Royal Rumble. Um, It was reported shortly afterwards that he'll maybe be doing a part-time schedule with the company going forward, although Christian himself has been like, ooh, I don't know, man. What's going on? You'll have to wait and see. That's my Christian impression. (laughs) Uh, That's why they call him Captain Charisma. But I've got a quotation here. Uh, John Moxley said the following. I'll tell you, a guy I'd really like to see here is Christian. I don't know if that was a one-off uh, a one-off for him in the Royal Rumble, but he looked frigging good to me. Uh, looked like he was in great shape. He looked sharp, man. I'll tell you, he's one of the guys that uh, the wrestlers know it more than anybody. Christian is so good. Like, his brain and his execution and his mind for wrestling is just next level. He then went on to describe working with him um, as part of the Shield and pointed out that, hey, look, we're doing an exploding death match in AEW. Me and Christian could do some really fun stuff here. Uh, probably not going to happen, uh, given that 
we expect Christian to show up in WWE again at yeah. some point. Um, but it's always cool, like, listening to John Moxley talk about pro wrestling. He clearly loves the sport, uh, has a very deep and wide-ranging appreciation for all kinds of different different types of wrestling as well. So in the same conversation, he's naming Masashi Takeda, who, <laughs> go and Google that guy if you've not seen him, by the way. His back just looks like this horrible map of scars. It's wild. And then he mentions Christian, who's, you know, a WWE legend and 47 years old and, you know, a beloved figure from many of our childhoods. It's, it's, it's cool. Uh, I think Christian would be a lot of fun in AEW and he'd be really great, but, I mean, it, it's it's not happening. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd be a great person to have in AEW, whether it be on screen or behind the scenes. I think he's such a great wrestling mind, as you said there, Andy. Uh, I hope... We get to see that Intercontinental Championship match. We've been promised for all these years between Christian and Big E before then. And the only thing that I sense would give Christian pause other than, you know, severing his WWE connections right now is how they treated someone else who people thought maybe he can't take a bump anymore. Powerbombing Sting <laughs> on last week's Dynamite. <laughs> no, I would love to see him in, in, uh, in AEW and, and Moxley working with him would be spectacular. But like you say, I don't see it happening for now. But who knows? Never say never in this wrestling business, eh? Uh, right, let's move on and talk about the WWE Performance Centre. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Reserve reporting a new class of around 30 recruits uh, started yesterday with PW Insiders Mike Johnson confirming 10 of the names. People like uh, Angela Arnold, who was formerly AQA on the Indies, Christian Brigham, formerly in Christian Castle and over on the Indies. Parker Boudreaux, that bloke who's the next Brock Lesnar and for always seems Monster. to be related in, to Scarlet Bordeaux in my mind, even though their surnames are completely different. Uh, Gigi Dolin, that's formerly Priscilla Kelly. Christian Hubble, formerly Blake Christian. Cora Jade, formerly El... El I knew I was going to trip off on this one. <laughs> Elia... Elena, oh, why is my brain not working? So? <laughs> Elena Black, uh, Bronson Recksteiner, Bronson Rectangle. That is the son of Rick Steiner. Car Carissa Rivera and Zoe Stark, who you may have seen on NXTV last week, who's facing Io Shirai this week. Uh, people like Taya Valkyrie, uh, LA Knight, formerly Eli Drake, and Harlan Bravado also thought to be a part of that group. But it's a busy old time for WWE and the PC, Andy. Yeah, yeah, they're they're flooding people through the doors at the moment. We expect a full name, a full list of names from WWE themselves later in the week. I'm sure there'll be a couple more surprises in there. Triple H has previously called this the biggest women's class uh, of all time as well. So, you know, we named a bunch of them there. A bunch of them have already appeared on WWE TV. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes through the door. They're really casting a wide net here, though, because, you know, th there are wrestlers here, the guys like Anthony Henry, who've been wrestling for forever. Uh, and then you have people like Parker Boudreaux and, and uh, Bronson... Let's, let's just go Bronson Rectangle. I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bronson Recksteiner? Is Rick that how we're going yeah. with it? Uh, yeah, Rick Steiner's lad. So they are casting a wide net. Lots of different types of people. I'm interested to see in the full class uh, when it comes. But yeah, I mean, imagine if they went through all this and they didn't announce LA Knight. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? He's already been <laughs> on TV. See you later, Eli Drake. You cannot talk to us, dummy. It's a, it's a, it's a good job they're doing this as well because they're really running short of talent. Jesus Christ, that roster's insane. Yeah, I know, man. Like, you know, the great talent shortage of 2021 has really taken a toll on WWE and its 17 TV shows. So, 
It's really good to see them addressing the problems. But good luck to all these people, of course, yes. in WWE. Uh, some of them are great fit. Eli Drake is just such a tremendous yeah. fit. And uh, I'm sure a lot of these people will be the stars of the future, the people we will be watching on TV two, three, four, five years from now, maybe even tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, Who's I don't, I don't see Taya Valkyrie sticking around for very long in the PC, if I'm honest. So, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. Some Stick people you'll, you'll have to wait a few years for. Some people probably be on Raw next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you like that. Ellie Knight could be on Raw next week. It's like, yeah. why, 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 why? What's he gonna learn? What's he gonna learn? How work the hard camera for two years? Shut <laughs> up, PC. You are drunk. Uh, speaking of drunk, uh, <laughs> Damien Priest. Uh, he got his finishing move renamed on this week's episode of Raw. We missed this on yesterday's video. There's too much other stuff. People's teeth getting kicked out and amazing <laughs> things. There was too much stuff to cover, but we got it today. Damien Priest's finishing move is no longer reckoning. It is now hit the lights. Uh, that was confirmed essentially when it was called that way during his match with Angel Garza on this week's episode of Raw. Uh, it's a Metallica reference, isn't it? Uh, the first track from Kill 'Em All uh, from way back when, long before Metallica went full Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a better name for a cool move. Uh, you've got to imagine that this, the, you know, this isn't part of the report, but you've got to imagine that this has something to do with Reckoning being Mia Yim's ring name. Yes. Maybe they're trying to avoid some kind of confusion there um but i think it's a better name anyway so who cares, who cares? yeah exactly i think uh, to be honest if you overanalyze this every finisher name is absolutely ridiculous it's just uh, they didn't do a good job they didn't call it i don't know fart minge or something like there's far <laughs> better names than that out there so it's like they didn't mess up but it's, it's an easy easy thing to mess up and wwe often does it like you say uh, with the the longevity of reckoning from reckoning <laughs> I mean, she's going to be called that for the next five years and definitely not return to being Mia Yim in the next, I don't know, six months. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, as you say, it's Metallica reference. I thought it was from their best album, Saint Anger, but apparently that's, that's not the case. Uh, I don't know about these sorts of things. Uh, right, let's finish up by uh, updating you on Chris Jericho, who could be becoming the Lionheart again. Uh, this was picked up by Wrestling Headlines. Jericho has failed, filed to trademark... Oh, for, I forgot about this. Filed to trademark... Corazon de Leon. Uh, he did that back uh, in mid-February. That was the name he used when he was competing for CMLL in Mexico. Translates to Lionheart. Uh, he used it in Japan, obviously, later in ECW. Interesting turn of events, this, Andy. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, when you see something like this, you automatically think, is he going to bring the gimmick back? Is he going mm-hmm. to do this? Is he going to call back to a previous era of Chris Jericho? It's probably for merch, right? It's got to be yeah. for merch, surely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it'll probably be something like that, but I'll let the speculation commence anyway. I'm sure uh, I'm sure this will be a hot-button topic. Uh, yep. <laughs> you've got Lionheart. of a video of this. <laughs> and you've got, you've got young Simba MJF next to him. Just, just waiting to be king, but not necessarily, you know, gonna shove, shove, it, shove him out of the way anytime soon. Definitely not. He, can't, he just can't wait, man. He just can't uh, right. Wait. Let's move on to your Twitter questions. At what culture WWE? Of course, we want to get in touch with us. Lord KPS starts us off. Uh, it says, do you think the buzz created by solid multiple WWE pay per views and WrestleMania season will affect AEW's possible boom? And basically, what he's saying there. Uh, is WWE actually being all right? Meaning why <laughs> AEW has stagnated a little bit when it comes to, to views. Yeah, they have over, over January and February a little bit. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's playing a role because honestly, I don't think WWE has any buzz. It's like, where, where is this buzz? I mean, 
Television is is in the dirt. They got like next to no bump after the Royal Rumble. Only like an additional seventy thousand viewers tuned in, and like you know, even a couple of years ago, that would have been much higher. Uh, there was a little boost again after Elimination Chamber, but it was again within the Nielsen system's accepted 10% margin for error. So while the shows, have been, like the Royal Rumble was great and Elimination Chamber was good as well, and SmackDown's a good show every single week. While these shows are good, like I don't think there's any buzz around any of this stuff at all. So uh, to answer your question, I don't think that that's playing a role. If WWE was like popping and posting good numbers and everyone was fired up about it and outside interest was high then yes I definitely do think that that would play a role um, but I don't think that it is at the moment because simply put personally I don't think the buzz exists yeah and it's 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 a weird time, like you say. Normally, you'd see these ratings go up and up around WrestleMania season. It doesn't seem to be happening. It's going to be very interesting to see the numbers as they come out over the next couple of weeks for AEW, what with the go-home show for Revolution, and, of course, Shaq and, as you reminded me, Andy, Tully Blanchard wrestling. Not each other, <laughs> but wrestling on next week's Dynamite, so we'll keep an eye <laughs> on that sure. for you. Uh, second question today comes from Wrestling Doom, who writes Amer American accent optional, so obviously. How to partners is AEW Dark 2 too long with no commercials and a few if any promos it's sometimes over two bloody hours partner of matches and it can take me two sittings to get through some weeks also this is blanche she's your smallest fan first of all hello blanche good girl and uh, what do you reckon you you watched aw dark is it too long ah uh, there's there's two sides to this um it was tough when i was reviewing it for the site uh it, it was tough because a lot of the matches are very similarly laid out and it's like these pseudo squashes that are a little bit more competitive than your average squash and on a card of say 15 matches you will typically get about seven or eight or, or more uh, in many cases that are essentially the same thing with a different bit of flavor uh, from the wrestler who's winning mixed in with some more competitive matches so there's definitely a solid argument to be made that yes AEW Dark going two hours is too long however I'll offer a counterpoint to this argument. You don't have to watch the whole thing. You, no. There's 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 no contract when you when you you know watch this program that you have to stick around uh, until the end. I would suggest that if you just cherry pick, just pick and choose, just look at the card, run through it. Oh, Ricky Starks is there. I really like him. Oh, look, there's Kylan King. That uh, Nyla Rose is over here. I'm going to check these people out. But this match, I'm not so interested in that. I'm just going to skip pick and choose. It will save you a lot of time. Uh, but for me, the listening experience of AEW Dark is as much fun as the wrestling yes. sometimes due to Taz and Excalibur. So there are ways you can consume AEW Dark without the runtime being a problem. Um, but if you feel the need to watch all of it every week, I can definitely see why you would think that for sure. Yeah, I think I think I think it's also you, it's easy to do something like that in two sittings because it's not like you're going to get huge spoilers left, right, and centre. Whereas if you didn't watch Raw or Dynamite or SmackDown or whatever, and you went on social media, you'd find out everything that happened. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it's like appointment viewing in terms of like you have to watch it on Wednesday morning or Tuesday night, but. If you're a fan of that sort of thing, it's catering for you and it's necessary. They're, you know, half the people on there, they're trying to develop and they can't do house shows and stuff like that. So it's just a sneak peek, basically. It's like when NXT was properly developmental rather than the sort of weird hybrid it is right now. Let's move on to the final question from Sean Acklin, though. Sean says, should we be worried about the potential hot potatoing of the WWE Championship until WrestleMania? Or will the potential hop of Drew McIntyre winning the big one in front of a crowd make the hot potatoing a moot point? 
I'm okay with them hot potatoing it for the next couple of weeks. I think that, you know, when you don't do it all the time, and when you only do it every couple of years, hot potatoing it can actually be quite effective mm -hmm. uh, to generate buzz, like, uh, and create excitement for something. I generally prefer, like, long title reigns, um, like the kind Drew had. I mean, I would argue that breaking Drew's title reign with that pointless three-week Randy Orton title reign yeah. is, is just as harmful. So I'm kind of okay with it, because, it, you know, a lot of people were really upset when The Miz won the title, but... If the end result is getting it on Bobby Lashley, who I think is sick and awesome yeah. and who I've loved for a long time, I'm totally cool with that. I'm fine with that. And I think, yeah, if it does end up being a heel Lashley versus Drew at WrestleMania and Drew gets a big pop, I think in the end it will indeed be worth it because, you know, Drew's probably going to hold it for like another six months and that's cool. Exactly, yeah. I think this will all be forgotten by the time all the pyros are hopefully going off at WrestleMania as Drew celebrates winning back that WWE Championship. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby Lashley more than deserves a WWE Championship reign, as brief of it as it may well be, as we head towards WrestleMania. Um, and I think, yeah, I, th I think that's that's the direction they're heading. And if you want to know more, me and Hamlet actually booked the WWE Championship's Road to WrestleMania. It's available as a podcast right now. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. Let's move on to today's and finally, and up oh, breaking news, Kevin Owens is a top bloke. Uh, I just <laughs> wanted to reiterate his, uh, his lovely video tweet that he sent out yesterday saying a massive thank you. It's subsequently been shared by a whole host of other WWE wrestlers just saying a massive thank you because we don't really do it. Uh, and they, they don't do it a lot themselves either it's not nice to see them, them reaching out and saying a massive thank you to all the guys who don't get the credit behind the scenes of wwe setting up not just the chamber but everything that goes into producing tv whether that be catering whether that be organizing the thunderdome everything that goes along with it there's no, no nowhere near enough time to thank every single person but i thought it was nice it's a lovely gesture by ko uh, to thank all the people who don't get a thank you uh for for, for the amazing output that wwe puts out yeah, 100%, 100%. It's nice to see someone like Kevin Owens going out of their way to do something like this. Uh, good guy, Kevin Owens, proving it again. Man of the people. Love him. Exactly. Pineapple on pizza, though. Uh, okay, right, let's finish up there. Let us know your thoughts on everything we've discussed in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Daddy Boys previewing the Wednesday Night War a little bit later on today. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. And watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Happy Birthday Shinsuke Nakamura. Maybe he'll get a push that lasts longer than two weeks. Yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> I'm so glad he's got his old music back. That was one of my most listened to songs a few years ago. Spotify nice. used to come back in from a night out, pissed out of my head and just put the lights on and do that, basically. So, yeah, happy birthday, Shinsuke. What a legend. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, my thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.